Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, old-time crime gal listeners. It's Melissa and Shannon. And hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, we're in 2023. Yay! Happy New Year! Year. Happy New Year! Hard to believe. Uh, Goals the new year. Actually get episodes out on time. Yes, that's a good one. (laughs) Possibly. Yes. But as we say, life happens all the time. We've been through a lot lately. You've had, I didn't exactly explain what was going on, but I said you had medical issues in the family. Everybody was okay. Everybody's recovering. Yes, thankfully. Um, Happy vibes. Some life changes had to happen. Um, yes. It's going to be interesting. But we're going to do our best to keep this going. Yep. We've had a lot of sanity. Some, some life changing happening, you know, with family members getting new family. But anyway, <laughs> um, we won't go into that. Drama. Some drama. That I, um, always drama in the South. We have a new microphone today. So if we sound a little bit different, that's because of that. Um, we had some background noise, but Shannon beat the refrigerator Woo! and stopped yes. making noise. It did. So you don't hear that. <laughs> now I'm worried about it. So she took her frustrations out and uh, beat it and it stopped. So we're just going to let it roll and hopefully tomorrow she doesn't have water, water on the floor. So everything's good. Hope everybody out there is good. And, um, and I know we always talk about the weather, but literally two days ago it was 12 degrees and now it's 70. Yes. I, I mean, I, I don't like her. I have a donkey. <laughs> I don't know if this is real. You have two donkeys. I have two donkeys, but I have one that she doesn't do well with the extreme weather change. Is so. that Jill? No, the youngest. Oh, Buttercup. Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Buttercup. Yep. So she gets kind of her How tummy. How big is she now? She's, I mean, she's, I think she's a miniature miniature, like a mini mini. Uh-huh. I don't think she's, so she's ever not going to get, get as big as I, I don't think so. So we have a mini and then I think she's considered a micro mini or micro a. Mini. Or a mini mini. Oh, I don't know. But she so has cute. a harder time with her tummy when the weather changes. So, oh, but they're beautiful. Girl. If it snows, it's beautiful. They're beautiful and they're sweet. They're really nice. And it's gonna snow. I hope it so. just hasn't yet. Yes. It thunderstorm. Like I'm sorry from the south. That old wives' tale. If it thunders, it's gonna snow. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. And even if it doesn't snow here, if it snows somewhere else, we still claim it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for the snow. But I know people up north of the United States have been hit hard in some other yeah, areas. Yeah, there's been some lot of death tolls in the blizzards areas. It's been stuff. sad. So, but yeah, we, we have a lot to be thankful for in the weather. Pretty day today. We do. So. Have wonderful holidays. And we're going to get back to it. Um, talking about Christopher Foster, whose nickname was The Millionaire. Who I'd like that nickname. Would you like that nickname? Well... Yes and no. Oh, because this, atta- <laughs> this is attached to a criminal or this, whatever. This is attached to a to a, a person who was not well. Um, and we'll go into that. Uh, okay, but, then maybe I don't want the name. I just like to be a millionaire. Yes, and how he became a millionaire was it's I still don't understand how quite how it happened. Um, kind of a fluke, and we'll talk about that. Um, but it, we're going over to England. Uh, Shannon is not familiar with the story, so this is going to be the first time she's heard I it. I have not, no, not unless you get to going. And I think uh, my memory 
Uh, you so, might have, but um, I don't think so because it's pretty so. epic what happens at the end. And if you if you didn't recognize it, then you didn't. You, you probably don't know. Okay, so I'm hearing it for the first time, just like you guys. <laughs> so this, and I'll try to talk a little slower. Every time I listen to myself back, I'm a very fast talker. You are a fast talker, and it, sometimes it might seem hard to follow. And so I tried to make the timeline and what happened line up because some of the articles I was reading jumped around from year to year to what was happening to what was going on. And we'll try to keep it simple. Which is why I like to ask questions. And I may or may not have the answer to those questions. But I can still ask. You can so. ask. Ask away. <laughs> but um, you do talk fast sometimes, but I do too. So we're, we both work on that. There's not a lot of background information about him. So, um, but yeah, it, he's from England. Yeah. Well, it takes place in August of 2008. So we're going back, not too far back, but we're going back, um, you know, past the decade. And some background on our millionaire. So, in the village that he lived in at the time it happened, his nickname was the millionaire. Um, but he, before that, he was just described as a regular bloke, just okay. a, a run of the mill gentleman. Um, like he had salesman jobs. Uh, one article said he sold mattresses. At one time, he was selling pizza boxes. Oh, pizza I mean, boxes. So, yeah, not okay. not like pizza in the box, just pizza boxes <laughs> to different suppliers. Empty pizza boxes. Empty pizza boxes. So nothing extravagant, and he's making a living. And so there was not much on his childhood or his upbringing or family life. I really couldn't find anything past this main event that happened because that's all everyone wanted to talk about. Um, but one article from Daily Mail um, stated that he tried to light his brother on fire when they were kids. Oh, no. And so um, he had a fascination with fire, which is going to play a big role in his life. Okay. Um, but And I said red flag number one, but um, I mean, that is a red flag. Like, mm-hmm. what do they call them? Um, pyrotechnics. Oh, pyro, yes. Pyromaniacs. Pyro, Pyromaniacs. Who, um, which I, I like, I've always liked mean, fire, but I've never tried to light anybody on fire. I like my fireplace. I like candles. I like outdoor bonfires. I used to like, be a fireman. Yeah, a fire and people woman. who like fire, who like to put out fires and help people. Um, but for some reason, he had a fascination with watching lighting fires and watching fires, um, which is a red flag. Um, and you but, don't ever cross over to humans. Yeah. Yeah. Or the multitude of things that are going to happen. Okay. But <laughs> so flash forward to 1988. Um, well, backwards, but I couldn't find anything on his childhood, but we're 1988. So he's living in Telford. He's married to Jill. Um, they have a daughter, Kirsty, who was born in 1993. Cause at the time it happened, she was 15. So, you know, then disaster happens in the form of a fire that proved to be a business epiphany, if you'll call it that, and it's going to change their lives for the better. Okay. So it seemed in the beginning. So in 1988, there's this big explosion on this Piper, Piper Alpha oil rig. Okay. It was like this massive explosion. It killed like 167 people. Oh, my. That's terrible. Um, but he was inspired to make something to prevent a disaster like that. And so it took him a while. And I, it didn't say how he came up with it or what he did to make it happen. But by 1996, he had not only invented and patented a product, it actually worked. Um, he It was like a five-star safety rating, like, seals, sealant to go on these valves that was, like, fire rated wow. to prevent disasters like that from happening. I think of ideas, but I can never take it 
yeah forward. like I don't, I don't know if he just mixed a little bit of this and that like it doesn't say he had a chemistry background he didn't have an engineer background he didn't work on an oil rig i don't know where his experience came from other than the fact that he was fascinated by fire but somehow he came up with this oil rig sealant and he called it ulva shield and he actually like took out a mortgage on his house and spent a bunch of money on gas to to set something on fire to prove that it worked wow and so it got a five-star safety rating and you know this caused him to become a millionaire before he was 30. wow that's cool and so you know just as fast as he was thrown into this millionaire world it also you know he enjoyed the ride but he also crashed and burned that's sad. <laughs> horribly I mean, cause you know something i'm sitting here thinking oh that that was such a great thing to invent something that saved lives and then and it was a great product but the problem was like did he get greedy and well the root of love of money is yes. all evil um pretty much sums it up when you're not and we see it all the time like lottery winners who get these big lump sums of money and then suddenly they're broke the next year yeah. or these sports stars who make 30 million a year and think it's gonna last and then they get an injury and all of a sudden they're going bankrupt or mc hammer like yeah. if you're not <laughs> used to yeah a lot of people who are younger are not gonna know who that is but if you're not used to all that money and then suddenly you have more money than you know what to do with, you don't handle it well. Right. And then people like us think, oh, we would handle it well. So, But do we handle what we have well? Right. I mean, like, right. not everybody right. is Dave Ramsey savage enough to budget and make things work. And, you know, if you can't handle 30000 a year, you might not be able to handle $10 million a year. Well, and the, the Bible tells us if you can't be faithful with little, then you can't be trusted to be faithful with much. So... Yes. I don't know what that says about you and I, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm trying to find money. So, yeah. Yeah. So, everything was going well. Everything's he had going well. He had family, but now with money, more money, more problems in the form of everything. So, he was married to his wife, Jill, but there was one article that said, like, he had eight mistresses. Oh, uh, okay. Because, um, obviously, he's got money and he's right. spending it. And then... She knew about it, and, like, there's some that said she had her own thing, because if he's going to do it, why don't I do it? And they kind of just were, like, and they're there. Yeah, and Kirsty, um, she loved horses. She was horse crazy. I can relate to that. Um, dream dream pet. Um, they sent her to a private school. They moved from their neighborhood to this fancy uh, Maysbrook area, which is where he was known as the millionaire. He started buying up the cars, Um they had like his and her Porsches and Range Rovers and Ferraris and four by fours. I mean, how many cars? You can only wow. drive one at one time. I never understand why all these people have these garages full of these cars. Yeah. You can only drive one car. I guess it's. Do you need one for every day of the week? It's like their knickknacks. It's a status symbol. You, know, you put on a shelf. Yeah. That's their knickknacks. This is my big, huge garage. No one can see in or look <laughs> in it, but when I take one out, you can view it. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand. There again, we don't have the money, so we don't know. Again, <laughs> I, I don't. And, I mean, it got to the point where, like, his wife was out shopping one day and grabbed this, like, lifestyle magazine from their area and was flipping through it and was like, oh, my gosh, I love this house. That was on a Thursday. By Saturday, they had he paid $1.2 to buy the house. Oh, wow. That was in the magazine, like, straight up drove to it and said, I'll give you $1.2 Can I have your house? Wow. So, him and her must have, if he was buying things for her, they must have still... Yeah, I mean, they were, like, together, kind of but, like, I had an open thing, and I don't know. Was, I don't yeah, know. I don't, yeah. A lot of it didn't go into detail, but um, money obviously changes people. 
Um, and he's all about the material things. Like, I can't believe, I can't imagine just looking through a magazine and being, or like driving down the road and we're going, oh, that house is cool. And then the husband's like, okay, knock, knock. Hey, I want to buy it right now. Yeah, I'll give you this right now for it. And apparently by that Saturday, they, they were there. And then like, even though they had a housekeeper and even though he didn't have to, he was always cleaning and making sure things were perfect and like the packs and the riding stables and like. The tennis courts, everything was postcard, picture, perfect, nothing out of place. And he spent 500,000 pounds landscaping it and then another 200,000 pounds to furnish it with, like, antiques and which, anyway, to to live this lavish lifestyle, this English gentleman, squire, whatever you want to call it, lord, lord of his house. Um, and one of his hobbies was shooting, um, specifically bird hunting and, um, like, shooting clay pigeons. Okay. So he had lots of like lots of guns. Guns were everywhere in the house. Um, he had some expensive like Berettas that cost more than my car. Oh wow! Like into the thirty thousands. Mm. Um, and I just can't see owning a gun that's more expensive than my car because my car payment. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I gotta make this payment. Oh my god! He gun. didn't have to make the payment. He just paid for it one time. Well, see, that's the thing. He he lived on credit. Like they were overspending what he was bringing in. So yeah. Oh wait. So yes. The, oh. Okay. So like I said, we he he went up there really fast. They weren't used to having money. Now suddenly they have tons of money. They're going on these vacations. They're buying all these cars. They're buying this one point two million dollar house, and then money's coming in, but they're spending it so fast. Okay. So fast. So in two thousand three, they got ahead of themselves. Right. It was like they're chasing they didn't the know tail, Dave like a dog chasing the tail yes. and never catching it. Yes. So, um, 2003, like Christopher enters this deal with a company, the company's called DCR and the deal was going to be, they were the ones that were going to exclusively make and manufacture this magical oval shield and sell it to the, the oil companies. And so by 2004, he was worth over 10 million pounds. Okay. Like, so they have the money within 2005, he's living off credit and running out of money, like within a year. Oh, wow. So you go from 10 million to like barely scraping by crazy that is crazy and so and if you've ever done that we'd love to hear from you yes please tell me what i'm like <laughs> what has happened tell me when you should have stopped spending the money um <laughs> so and everyone says like oh we won't do it we're gonna still work if we win the lottery no you, you, yeah. anyway you're not um so being the person that he was and he's looking to cut corners and make more money he finds a manufacturer in the united states california to be a sat exact that says i can make this cheaper hmm. for you and so he tries to break it off with um, that company, DCR, but he was under contract. Ooh. So when he breached contract, they were like, um, now we have a warehouse full of this product that we're not patenting to sell and we can't do anything with it. We're going to sue you. So they sued Which him. makes sense. Right. But he also, they won. So okay. they, I mean, he broke the contract. He couldn't be trusted. He was trying to be a shady businessman. And um, he was starting to have serious money troubles. He owed a lot in taxes. I mean, you make money, you have to pay your taxes. Make sure you pay your taxes. Yes. Or they come, we'll come take your stuff. Yes. So in, More so than any other crime. <laughs> so I don't know if they settled in-house or if it actually went through the whole entire trial, but part of the um, lawsuit was that DCR won the right to his patent. So now he doesn't even have a product to sell. Oh, you invent something and then and that he, can, they can and take it. it. Yes. <gasps> Oh, I guess scary. because it would be less than, or he didn't have anything else to give him because he was living off, like, he can't just pay a fine. So that it was what was given up. 
So now he can't even make his product. He can't even sell it because he sold the he, the patent was turned over to DCR. He was very intelligent to make it to begin with, but not so intelligent, just greed. So now DCR goes on to sell multi-billion dollar contracts with like Exxon and Shell and all these oil rigs, like 30-some companies to use this product because it was a great product. To prevent all these fires and stuff from happening. So he lost out in the long run of like bukus of money. Yes. Oh for someone God. who's in love with money, that was totally the wrong move to make. Yes. Why would you? All because he wanted to cut corners and make, have somebody else make it and not stick with the same company. Right. And losing your patent that you worked yeah. on. I mean, you created that. Wow. He tried to start up another company and like name it the same thing, but something different like Ultra Shield Limited. And it got shut down because they were like, oh, no, you're trying, you just change the name and you can't use the same font. Like, it's not going to be he, the same product. He ruined his whole so, reputation. Yep. So that is how, that's the start of his downfall. So we'll get to what happens in turn in just a moment. All right, so we're with uh, Christopher Foster and his million-dollar product that he no longer controls. Yes, that got just like the, I don't know, I was trying to make <laughs> something about it being a protectant and got slipped out of his hands, but yep. I don't know. So in 2007, his company was being liquidated. So they put a three million pound freeze on those assets. So his house had already been mortgaged like three times. Wow. Yeah, and so... Um, that the missus might have to give up that $1.2 million home. Yeah, well, he had 20 different bank accounts. What? One was one was in the negative by 330,000 pounds. <gasps> I How can't, do you do that? I can't even withdraw my bank like $10 Thank before you. they're like, where's my money? And Why? we're going to charge you 30 How did he get to go that low? I mean, maybe he has had an overdraft account. I, I don't know. Like, why the bank decided that he's in England. I don't know how things work over there. But, like, my bank would be calling me. You owe us $10. Yes. <laughs> we let your card go through, but you owe us $10. Exactly. <laughs> wow. And so. Um, yeah, as shady as he was, I'm surprised he didn't put some, I know, in another place, in another country. Well, he. So, at this point in his life, like, he's often making suicidal comments, mm. like, asking his friends, you know, hey, if I top myself off, would you take care of Jill and, and, and Kirsty? Um, would you, you know, my guns are her insurance policy for when I go. It was never about, it was always about him, suicidal thoughts. And he had talked to his general practitioner about it, and, like, he was taking antidepressants, and, like, it was... People knew. I don't think his fa I don't think his wife and his his daughter knew exactly like how much in debt he was and how much trouble he was really going through. Other than like the off comments he may have made, but he could have been joking about. Like we yeah. people joke about some stuff all the time, um, but we never really know how serious they are until it's too late. Um, but there's a bunch of red flags. Like his his housekeeper said um, during the week before the thing happened. Like, they were looking at old wedding photos and old family photos, and, like, they were crying, and, uh, like, so that's could have been, like, hyping stuff up and bringing things to the front. Um, but you did it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, but it's going to about to be choices. so much worse. Oh, no. So, <laughs> um, 
what really triggered it was like even one of his old friends texted him like you know hey how's it going he's like not really good like things are about to blow up like oh wow so he was very vocal about things were not great at the towards the end um but what really was i think the nail well, in the coffin whoa, whoa, whoa. he still had a housekeeper at this point <laughs> apparently i don't know what i guess her her fee was to live there oh my goodness um so a week before the incident um the housekeeper who was still there found a note attached to the front door of the estate and um it was only to be read by christopher foster so she gave it to him of course he was like not happy about it but he didn't read it right then he kind of threw it in his car on the on the seat but it was a um was it like an eviction or a... it was basically it was a letter from the bailiffs like basically like monday like we're coming to take your house wow because they had a freeze on it so we couldn't just sell it for profit and then like okay. they wouldn't let him go anywhere so he wasn't allowed to to sell it so he was just kind of stuck there and he was kind of like stuck there taking care of kirsty had like four horses she had a bunch of like labs or farm dogs um jill even have doves it said to keep up the image i didn't know that was a thing or is dove if someone from england let me know if you have doves does that Probably mean you're like high in status for hunting maybe i don't know because it said sometimes he would like they said he was friendly but then sometimes he would have a short temper like he even um the doves would get out and get in his garage and if they pooped on one of his cars like he would shoot them oh wow so i guess there were pets okay um that he weren't supposed to be shot at and um the dog one of kirstie's dogs got out and like scared some sheep of i guess of a neighboring farmer anyway he, he killed her dog oh wow like not like threatened to put the dog down like he put the dog down um so sometimes it makes you not so friendly now it makes you wonder like what the home life was about if he did that yeah i i don't know to just go out and kill her dog and not i don't know i mean i'd be traumatized if my my dad yes. went out and like killed my my well we had dogs yeah dogs yeah, I don't think we did have one cat, but anyway, um, yeah, huh. especially being an animal lover. But um, so the note was on the door. It was to say that like, hey, time's up. We're gonna come repossess the house. And apparently that was the the deal for him. So that Monday was the day that everything happened. Um, was a bank holiday. I guess he finally took it out and read the note. Yeah, took it out, read the note. It was from the bailiffs. They were coming. So he knew he was out of time to figure out what he was going to do. And he had kept making the statement, like, I will go out in a box before they take my stuff. Like, my stuff is what matters. Wow. Not even his wife and his daughter. It was his stuff. Well, his stuff. So, and, and, and we see this a lot of time with these types of people that, like, if I can't have it, right. ain't nobody going to have it. So I'm get rid of it. He's going to get rid of it. So we come down to this Monday. It's a bank holiday. The family goes to a neighbor's house that was having this big barbecue slash cake, pigeon shoot, shindig. Um, they go and eat eat dinner, eat barbecue. He spends his day shooting. And he would spend like three or four days a week shooting. And like huh. that was his hobby. So he had a good day. Everybody had fun. And then everybody goes home. But everybody's so, got to know what's going I, down with him. Mm, got to be the talk of the so, village. So he goes, yeah, there's a millionaire coming. I heard he lost his, uh, I mean, it's got to be, I mean, everybody's got to know. Yes. And the small, especially small communities like that, small circles, everybody talks. I mean, I would think because of the lawsuit. Yeah. So they went and had to have the lawsuit and that had to have been a big. But he was still bragging thing. that he had this like multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar deal with, with other things like. He was trying to play up like he still had a job. He still got stuff gotcha. going. Like, everything's great. 
Um, so he goes and they have this big shindig and, and everybody comes home and um, Jill goes to bed. The wife, she was 49. He had just turned 50. Kirsty is 15. She goes to her room and she's chatting online with some friends. I mean, she's 15. She's online doing her thing. Um, sometime after midnight, he cuts the internet off. I don't know if that was normal. Because, I mean, sometimes, I mean, kids, they can be up till 2 in the morning and still talking. Right. And, like, maybe that was their thing. was like, hey, you know, it's time to go to bed. So, when the internet gets cut off, she goes to sleep. What year was this? 2000? 2008. Okay. Um, in which her friends, when they were interviewed, they said, yeah, we were chatting like everything was normal. And then it just stopped suddenly, which was when the internet got cut off. And, of course, their house is big, so they have security cameras everywhere. So, the house was called the um, Ospadden Estate. Okay. It was on 16 acres. We didn't really talk about this. But it was 16 acres, so they had horses, they had chickens, they had guinea pigs, they had, um, like, a guinea pig thing outside, like, doves. I was like, doves? Dogs. So, it was, like, a bunch of, it was, it was really pretty. Um, so, there was a lot to take care of. And, and security cameras all around. So they pulled up the CCTV footage. You can see all this happening. So Jill goes to bed first. Kirstie gets the internet cut off. She goes to sleep. So he comes out. And they think it happened sometime after that. But Jill was the first one to get shot in the back of the head. Oh, no. Then he goes to Kirstie's room. <gasps> and he shoots her. His daughter? Then he goes and gets the dogs in the kennels. Kills all the dogs. Then he goes to the horse stable. Kills all the horses. Then he goes oh, and gets... Oh, this went south fast. I told you it was going to be really bad. It is bad. He oh. spent... He poured not gasoline, but 200 gallons of oil... Okay. All over inside the house, all over the, the stables, all in his garage, and sets everything ablaze. Oh, wow. And so there's actually images oh, of Oh, yeah, this? yeah, yeah. There's video of him setting wow. fire to his own house. But he also gets a, they call it a horse box, but here it would be like this really nice horse trailer. He blocks the driveway and slashes all the tires. So they can't move to, that to get to To prevent it. fire crews from coming in to, to stop this blaze. So then he goes upstairs and lays down next to Jill. He never shot himself, but he died from smoking. Like He burned to death. Wow. He probably, though, went out, like, with the smoke and everything. Well, he probably went the intention. Yeah. There was a loaded gun beside him. So, there was probably intention that he was going to shoot himself. But they said from the way his body was positioned that his mom, his mom, bless moms. We all love our children. But she, she seems to think, like, he was trying to protect them from what was going to happen. But, again. It didn't have to happen. It didn't have to happen. He was why it happened. Yes. Oh. I can I can I did not write it down word from word, but she was like, "We love our children. We can't separate from what they did." And I just don't think that's Chris. That was Chris. Yes, yes definitely. I mean, I love my child, but if my child did what he did, right. he did what he did. That's like right. you can't. I, maybe yes. maybe it just has to happen to you for you to understand I, it. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't understand it. Mm-mm. And there's so, been plenty of moms who haven't stood, you know, with them if they've done something horrible like that. That is horrible. That is just. Oh, I and, knew, and I didn't want to use family in my letter because then you would have known what had happened. Yeah. But so he set fire around three something, 309, 313. But by four, the 999, that kind of got me when I was hearing the 999 number. Um, not 911. If you're here in States, it's 911. Apparently, if you're in England, it's 999. Um, that got called. And like once they got out there, of course, they couldn't get in because the horse trailer that had to be figured out how to be moved. 
And then they couldn't even get in there to like day four. Wow. By day four, it was still smoldering because you can't put out oil. Like yeah. it had to burn off. So yeah. the entire house was just like an oven that just all the evidence and stuff. They literally, 12 crews had to come and wow. had to wait to get in there to put it out. Their bodies probably weren't even so, I mean, it, I don't know. Well, it said that, so they were missing, obviously, because they didn't know they were inside right. until they started going through everything. Um, so it took them a while to find uh the two, Jill and uh, Christopher, and the only reason they found them is because a person was coming in to take photographs and like stepped on something in front of the fireplace because the ceilings had all burned down. Yeah. So it was the three stories and it was brick. So like it was the shell of the house and all the inside was just ash. Right. So um, they found like bones and teeth. And How about the like, housekeeper? It did not mention the housekeeper. Yeah. Maybe the housekeeper was like told to go away. <laughs> wow. They never found it didn't even mention her name. So I guess she's just not in this whole thing. That would be fascinating it, to know because she was up there to deliver the letter and then two days later or three days later. Well they found um How did they know they were shot if they only found the teeth and stuff? Skull fragments, I guess, when they okay. put it back together. Maybe they call well, bones. Like, it's like Maybe they called, they called up, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go into detail about that. Maybe they got Miss, uh, Miss Bones lady. Well, somehow they knew it because it was in there that they had been shot. Yeah, and there was casings everywhere. And, yeah. the, and there was guns all in the house. It showed pictures of, like, a roll of guns that had just been malted. Um, but, I mean, even the horses had been shot. Oh, that's it. Before they were, um, before the stables burned. But, like. Why? Why? Why just if you? I don't wish suicide on anybody. We'll put the hotline in the tagline. If you feel that way, please talk to somebody. But if you're gonna do it, why take everybody else with you? I don't you? understand. I do not understand. And then even all. the animals. Why? Like, yeah. just did you think they were gonna starve to death? Somebody eventually would have come and found the animals. Or I just don't. I don't, I don't get it. He was gonna burn the everything down, and he didn't want the animals to be in there. But don't do that to your family. Uh, yeah, I don't even open the gate and let the horses run. Then please burn, then burn the stuff down. If you do, please. Like if help. you love your stuff so much, you're willing to like destroy it all. I just, I and just don't understand people, that mentality. Other people's lives, because he had and a I mother, but will. I'm sure she had a mother, and probably siblings. And I mean, we don't know, but um, but yeah, that's pretty. That was a kind of a sad twist there at the end. So Melissa's yeah. pulling up some pictures now and showing us. And oh wow, yeah, that was a super huge house and really pretty. It's very sad, and I just don't, I just don't get it, man. I really don't. I wonder if there's anyone that like went back on the property and kind of cleaned it back up, and I'm sure they've sold it. So and... what happened is there was um, they somebody who bought the land. For four thousand pounds. By the way, I think I would. I think I would make that purchase. Yeah, I mean it's over right. and done with. You can live on another part the, of the property. They're gone for for sixteen acres of pond and enough land to put um, that cars. And, yeah, the cars and so the stables were here, and then there's the cars, and then um there was the courtyard, and so this is their driveway that he put that big old horse box in. Um, it was a beautiful property. So the guy that bought it paid four thousand pounds for it. They demolished the house, um, and then he built a new house, okay. a new million dollar house on it. Okay, but it fell apart. Oh, and so he says the land is cursed. Oh, because his house fell apart. His house fell apart. But like you built a brand new house, so did you not have good contractors? Yes, Were you... following code. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know all about that. That's um, weird. So like, because I mean. 
anyway. So did he leave it? So now there's nothing. It? There's nothing there. I don't know. Okay. But um, it was in Mays Brook, so it was a 16 acre site. And there was a guy who went back in because for years it was like it just stood like that. So someone actually went back in and took a bunch of pictures of the inside of the house. Uh-huh. Um, like jars of food were still in the pantry. There was still a grocery list out. Um, yeah, he went through. I mean, you can see the rows of cars and the tractor. Mm, that was sad. Very, very sad that that had to happen. And yeah, so that's so the that's, family. Yeah, that's Christopher, Jill, and Kirsty at oh. at that barbecue that day. The day. The day. Um, yeah. A beautiful family. That's so sad. Yeah, please get help if you, you know. And I, I'll make sure the suicide hotline is on in the show notes. Um, and anyone who think you need to reach out to, please reach out to. Yeah, that's very sad. Yeah, that's but so that's I, Christopher Foster. I'd never heard of him before, and um, I listened. I listened to another podcast who covered it, and it caught my eye, and so I wanted to look at it a little bit deeper. And it's those stories like Chris Watts and like it, it just they, John List, all the the collection of what they call family annihilators are just. A whole different mindset. Yes. But I cannot. Serial killers, We I can kind of understand them. We can see their patterns. We can predict what they're going to do. Like, who who sees this coming? No. I mean, Kirsty was in her room where she should have been the safest of all yeah. places in her house with her family. And, like. And she probably maybe knew something was going on, but maybe not a lot of stuff. You know, you well, don't know I, she probably definitely wasn't worried that dad was going to come in with a shotgun. No. And he had a silencer. Like, I saw him on video. So, he was very methodical wow. about yeah, it he premeditated um, that he, it was planned so they had a funeral um they had two funerals they had one for kirsty and jill and then obviously a separate one for him which is understandable because you wouldn't want one big service honoring the life of everyone when it was him. cause of that one that's right um so they did have two services and like i said his mom left that comment at the end of the article about how he, we we love our children no matter what yeah but there was a, um i draw a fine line yes. murdering a whole family and destroying a, a, a house exactly it's not love that's it's, right it's, you're evil so someone actually did tape a note to the door of the house that was burned down that did say the the love of money is the root of all evil which that's true it's true it's biblical too. <laughs> You can have money, and it's okay to be blessed with that, but the love of it, if it overtakes, just like anything. Yeah, just get greedy. If you put that before, uh, for me, if you put that before God, it's an idol. And so whether it's money or cell phones or cars or whatever it is, or another person. I would love a million dollars. I would. I mean, who wouldn't? (laughs) We would build our our sensory gym. That's right. Um, For those who don't know that we do. Um, work with kids with special needs and we're fundraising for a sensory gym i can also tag that and tag one yes if you feel supportive um so obviously there's better things money can go to than cars and ha- tons of animals and houses. shotguns that are worth more than my vehicle yes <laughs> do that after you've given to others yeah give give to others first because it didn't really show anything philanthropy that he gave no anything, so. no it was all about buying the cars and, and the lifestyle his, and his what his family started wanted. to dress well and go to those gun clubs and yeah i mean find things in magazines that you just want to buy and have which was yeah that's right 
Well, very sad. I hate that mm-hmm. that that happened to that family. But yeah, I never heard that story. Yeah, but so. they they found out because they didn't know they found Kirsty's body like days like like days later. Like oh, they didn't okay. know because everything was just so. Um, it would so be interesting about the housekeeper. <laughs> yeah, don't know about the housekeeper. So that if anyone's from that area, who knows what the lowdown on what that might have been like. I'm kind of curious what home life was like Obviously on the day. she got out of there. She got she out, I guess. There. They didn't say there was any more bodies. Right, so missing. she had to deliver that letter. Um, That's true. She's out there somewhere. Hmm. But thanks for listening this week. Yes. Um, do us a favor in 2023 is just please give us a rating. No one has rated us yet. If we're bad, we're bad. If we're great, we're great. We just want to know. We can accept it. <laughs> I can I can accept both because I I mean I'm unapologetic about who I am. I just want to know whatever what what are we? Just give us some feedback. So <laughs> there's no ratings. There's no ratings yet, and that's what lets people like Spotify and Apple know that hey people want to hear stuff like this and they might suggest us to other listeners because we do want to grow in 2023 we do want to get to the point where we can offer t-shirts and you know do exclusive ones that are ad free and get some new sponsors because i know you're tired of hearing me talk about anchor because we love anchor um but we need some new sponsors so help us out that'd be great you can always reach us good or time. bad <laughs> we're, we can take it good or bad um old and time we're clean yes. and we, we you know we try to be clean and not explicit and that's helpful sometimes can i tell people where to find us oh i guess so yeah is yeah. that what you're fixing yeah, yeah i'm so we, sorry <laughs> i'm not cutting out this last 20 minutes we're gonna roll with it um email us at oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com or you can find us on our facebook group which is growing we don't post a lot i'm sorry i'm not on the internet all day and i have not figured out how to schedule things i'm not quite that tech savvy maybe in 2023 that's a goal um if you want to open a discussion feel free as always uh, we'll be back maybe not next week but we'll be back with another episode and just remember if you do the crime it'll catch up with you in time and we'll talk about it Until next time.